it's JT, and I'm excited because I've just booked my flights and I'm coming to a city near you. I will be in Poland and Germany in July. Then I'll be in the UK and Scotland in August. Then I'll be making the trip over to the United States and Canada for September. If you would like a Bulletproof for BJJ seminar, contact us. Email jt at bulletproofforbjj.com and book your seminar today. Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm JT. Hey guys, I'm Joey. And today we're talking BJJ street fight stories. <laughs> oh yeah. Classic. I've been brawling for years now. <laughs> That's just the, the, the mean streets of the eastern suburbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bondi no. Joe strikes again. Bondi Joe. <laughs> Believe that. I'm not a self-defense kind of guy. This is where Joe and I may differ. <laughs> I don't believe in self-defense in the sense that if someone has a knife or a gun, or like just give me a wallet or they probably need it more than you, right? I'm not trying to get into some Krav Maga business. That said, if somebody attacks you or attacks a friend, you've got to defend yourself in some way, right? And As in self-defense? No, I'm talking about like random attack. You do what you can. Right. But... You know, someone is holding a knife or a gun. I think, oh, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Give it up. But this is what I was going to say. Sometimes altercations occur. Mm, and goes down. You, may, you, you, you won't even, you know, it's not even as simple as, hey, you want some? It's just you get hit with a chair or there's a brawl and suddenly you're in the mix of a melee and you got to do your thing. Yeah. And uh, so the funny thing is I don't have a lot since I've started jujitsu. There's only been like two or three incidences where I probably had half a chance to use some jujitsu. Right. But not really. You know, like it's it's funny because when people start talking about jujitsu for self-defense, jujitsu for MMA, it's very different to just, you know, BJJ sport or et cetera. Like yeah. this is how I play my guard type thing. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to get into that. Joe, I throw to you first because I feel like Bondi Joe has more stories up the sleeve. No, I've only got a couple. There are only okay. a couple of times where it's come in handy. I'm trying to think. The main one that stands out is I was – I remember when I was at Bondi, we used to go drink. I think it was Wednesday nights. We'd always go to the Beach Road Hotel. Yes. And then you'd go – that would close, and then you'd go to the Bondi Hotel. Yeah. And then after the Bondi Hotel closed, that would be like, I don't know, 1 o'clock or something Kick, like that. Kicking out a little. Yeah, you go then go to this, like go and eat something. Right. There was a couple of places open. I remember we are at this sort of kebab shop, and the line was like – Ten people across, six people deep. Oh, you know, yeah. a bunch of people want food. Everyone's a bit boozed. And <laughs> of course, there was a guy standing in front of me. I was with a mate. There's two guys in front of me, and then in front of these two guys was a fella who I knew from around the area. I didn't know him personally, but I recognised his face. Sure, Bondi guy, Bondi guy, fuck those guys, <laughs> and uh, and his girlfriend. Right. And the two guys in front of me were heck, like were giving him a hard time. Right. And they were like, eh, you know, you could just tell they were. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah, and just just kind of poking him. He was older than like they were young and a bit runty. Yeah, you could see they're like you know, these kind of guys look like they're not from the area. They, they look want to like prove something. Yeah, they they look like a little bit of trouble. 
Mm. Um, and he was, you know, he was just kind of like being the older guy, like not really taking the bait kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, they said something. It's like, hey, man, fuck off or whatever. Shut up. Sure. You know, kind of thing. And then it's, so it's, it's escalating. Ooh, yeah. And feel the tension. Yeah. It's kind of happening. I'm aware of it. Chatting with my mate. It's in front of me. One of the guys peels off. Ah, suspicious. And then moment later, the guy comes back and he kind of nudges his mate and then they look and then they start jiving the guy again. Mm. And I see, and he's now got a bottle in his hand. Oh, dog. Yeah, he's picked up a glass bottle and he's like, let's let's get this guy going and fucking whatever, bottle him. And uh, the, I can't remember how it happened, but whether I did it instantly or I waited till they did something, but I just threw a rear naked choke on the guy. Oh, with the bottle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's standing in front of me. Boom. He got you know he can kind of see me as peripheral vision, but I was just like, like you know, all this shit plays out. I'm like, fuck. He's about to glass this dude. Yeah. Like I don't want to see anyone get a bottle smashed in the head. So I just threw a rear naked choke on the guy, snapped it on real tight, dragged him out of the line. Yeah. And by the time I got him out of the line, he'd gone limp. Oh yeah. And I I lay him down like I I knelt down and I lay him on the floor. Yeah. And his mate. Rushes out. He's made like, oh, what have you done to him? What's going on? <laughs> kind of thing. And um, I like let it go because I'm like, all right, I'm trying yeah. to kill anyone. And I let it go. And the dude like kind of comes to and he gets up and he looks at me and he's like, oh, fucking, fucking. Like he doesn't know what's going <laughs> on, you know? know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, easy, man, easy. Like I'm like, I actually thought of that moment. I'm like, fuck, I let it go too early. Now yeah. this, you know, this guy was going to fight me. for you, yeah. Yeah, and then his mate was like, let's get the fuck out of here. And they, <laughs> and they ran. Nice. That's perfect. It was beautiful. Amazing. Except, oh, the whole fucking guy whose head I saved, <laughs> he was oblivious to the whole thing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So there I am. I'm like, man, I've been training for a few years now. I'd like a little bit of credit, please. Tiny for bit of gratitude. Making sure you didn't get glassed in front of your lady. Yeah. You know, a bit of a local hero, you could say. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I told those guys to fuck off and look, they've run away. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, the worst. Yeah. Oh. So if that motherfucker's listening, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank me later. Yeah. God um, damn. But that, yeah, that was probably the most, you know, where I look back and I'm like, oh, that was really cool. I'm really glad I could actually diffuse that. No one got hurt. Yeah. You know. Wow. Um, that's, I think that's one of the most efficient uses of jujitsu i've really heard because it's never that clean not often yeah and my it's not often the back is given to you yeah they just and then you got just their back go to you and you're, but also the fact that you, you've got enough awareness because often in those situations if people have had a few drinks and you know you're not really aware until the punching starts yeah until someone is bottled or yeah like, oh no and then you got to jump in or whatever it might be so the fact that you had the presence of mind to do it i think is that's kind of that's impressive. Maybe it wasn't a bottle. Maybe he had a flower, a bunch of flowers for <laughs> him. Like, he was going to apologize. Oh, hey. yeah, I'm like, I fucking got this. Teach you to try and give someone. Yeah, man, have my kebab. You know. I'm sorry. Just a peace offering. Tell me yours. Oh, mate, similar kind of not not the same setup, but it's a drunken food story. St Kilda, McDonald's in St Kilda, classic write-off scenario. Mickey D's, it's the fucking oh, hub. At that for late night violence. Two AMs. At this time, I was just got my blue belt and just got back from Brazil. Well, we had about two, what six two, or seven words in Portuguese two, by this stage. Two thousand and nine, <laughs> probably more than I do now. No, um, minus a tooth. So I was single at this time, 
and I was going out. I was out with some friends. Yeah, we'd been to Big Mouth, which is a famous kind of bar cafe on the corner in St Kilda. Been to a few places. No, no kickouts, but like, you know, the vibe dies down. You go somewhere else, you walk. And there it's like 2 a.m. and definitely drunk, totally drunk. And I didn't even want to be at McDonald's. I was like, there was a girl there and I was like, oh, think i got a chance so i'm just like yeah you oh you're going to mcdonald's oh, i saw those I guys love mcdonald's yeah mcdonald's <laughs> is great no but you know you do what you can uh you know so we're there and we're with some irish boys so i believe it was sean and owen but his name was spelt like karen like c-a-i-r i fucking go like yeah but it was yeah. sean it was sean yeah sean and owen and they were funny as hell and they were just they were just rattling off intelligible irish but they were cool. Well, they were cool with me. I was cool with them. So they were kind of part of our group. And we were near the front of the line. But someone had pulled a trolley up. And was there was a drunk girl in the trolley, <laughs> sitting in the trolley. And she's saying, I'm Trolley Molly. I'm Trolley Molly. <laughs> like, just, you know, the messiest scenario you can imagine. You know, shoes off, random guy peeing in a bush or not that much in the bush, yeah. more in view of everyone. Someone's thrown up over there and everybody just trying to get some food. Classic Aussie sidewalk stuff. Oh, God, disgusting. Disgusting. I feel embarrassed to kind of admit, but at this time I was there. Anyway, I didn't know it, but these two boys, Owen and Karen, Sean, they could, man, these these guys were down to bang. And anyway, we're just standing there and someone threw a half empty cup of, like a large Macca's cup of ice that had half melted. Oh, like right. someone had must have drunk it earlier and mm. kind of left it there. And that people were just kind of like half riding, like, give us our food, like just hanging out. And someone just threw it at the front of the line. I think they were trying to throw it at the service window. Right, fair. Yeah. And it hit Sean in the back of the head. <laughs> and he's like, what? And snaps around. Dude's like, oh, he like kind of caught out, like a kind of slightly bigger white Aussie dude. But he was like, Oh, your head's in the way. <laughs> Dude, it was just on. Tr- Trolly Molly got pushed into me. Like, they just shoved this. Trolly ch- Molly got used as a weapon? She was sitting in the trolley, and they just shoved the trolley into us and just smashed me in the back. And then it was just kind of on because, like, Owen and Sean were like, nah, we're doing this. They just, they're skinny Irish dudes. They're swinging, kicking. I was like, oh, it's on. And then dude just came for me. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know the guy. He's just some very, very built Islander guy. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is not going to end well. He went to swing and I shot the double. It was just like an instinct. He went to swing, I just dropped. I hit the double, but I landed him and myself really hard on my knee on like on tiles, McDonald's tiles, Ooh. and bruised the shit out of my right knee so I could barely stand up. So I landed him, he's kind of down, and then he just kicked me in the face. And I was like, oh, and I was like drunk and now concussed. So I'm like, oh God, it's getting bad. I think Sean even punched me. <laughs> like it was absolute melee. And the chick the chick in the trolley's like, save, save trolley Molly, save trolley Molly. No way. She's just stuck. She's just losing it. It's chaos. So there's like three guys there, big white guy, um, Islander guy, and another miscellaneous ratty dude. And Sean, Owen, myself. And then other people are getting upset because they're getting bumped. So I kicked um, big white mate in the nuts. And he fell back into a group of girls. Then their mates were like, fuck you guys, you're fucking up the line. We came for McDonald's. 
they jumped in and I was like, oh no. So it was just, it was a total mess. Like I can't say I used a lot of jujitsu other than I did do a bit of a foot trip. Dude fell down some stairs and hurt himself. I was stoked. Um, and then it was, I, I eventually kind of fought my way out of the middle of it and then I was kind of outside of it watching it. And the Irish boys are in there going hard. Wow. And then the cops came. And then the Irish boys kind of were like, oh. And then they saw me and they're like, bro, come with us. We'll go. And then the cops followed us and they arrested us. Oh, so you guys got pinched. Dude, so then we end up at the bloody cop shop in um, St Kilda. It's the big, like just off to the side, it's the biggest cop shop in the area. Turns out Sean was a lawyer. I didn't even know. these. They were just like loose Irish boys. These were mates of yours? You no, just no, met them I just night. met them because they were with the girl who I was trying to kind right of get on. with. Yeah. But she'd kind of disappeared and I ended up with them. <laughs> they were pretty good at fighting. So anyway, we're there. They got us in the interview room. They're like, oh, you boys, if, you know, public whatever disturbance or stuff. And, he's, and Sean's just really gone from drunk lad to, no, I think you're, uh, you'd be reviewing that videotape, wouldn't you? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, no, we've got you on tape. It's like, show us the tape. I don't believe you. You're going to let us go. And they were like, the co- he had the cops shook. They were like, what? He's like, show us the tape. You can't hold us. You don't have any evidence. You just showed up late. Why'd you pinch us? We weren't even fighting. <laughs> and the cops had nothing, man. They were just, he just went from being the loosest dude to being like laser focused and just uh-huh. lawyer skills. It was like drunk Irish suits. <laughs> he just got real serious And I was like My god I, I Initially I was like God the Irish boys Have got me in trouble But whatever It turned out to be A total trump card They ended up After about 45 minutes Because he was just like Boys don't say anything So they tried to interview us Separately He's like Just don't say anything And then They ended up letting us go So we went going on And I was like Man this has been a night I'm going home And Sean and Owen are like No we're going back What's open I was like <laughs> we're done boys you've been arrested no 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 we're good and they just rolled on I shook hands you two are legends thank you see you later i limped home i had this massive fat edema on my kneecap oh yeah it was like a jellyfish hanging off the front of my knee oh brutal and uh yeah just my neck was jacked up for getting kicked in the face and yeah just drunk and concussed wow yeah dude bro it was it was so epic because it's like i was saying in those situations i just feel like if you've never been in a fight, it's pretty – it's fast. Oh, it's so quick. It's so fast. So it's just you, – even though in the moment you're like, oh, ate a punch, throw a punch. Like it's lucky if it lasts more than a couple of minutes. Yeah, or like 30 seconds. Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. all instinctive, isn't it? You just – oh, yeah. you throw an arm up, duck, yeah. get your head into something you don't know. Yeah. It gets – yeah. I actually had a um, – I had a McDonald's. We had a McDonald's <laughs> brawl. Look – for any of you listening in Australia, uh, sorry, in America, <laughs> the United States, in Australia, I don't know how it plays out in America culturally, because I'm sure, you know, like, you know, you see a scrap, could be, you know, whatever the situation. In Australia, you go out, if you're having a big night, you will either end up at a kebab shop or at McDonald's or potentially drive through KFC. Yeah, that's basically the options. They're the options yeah. because there's not much going on in Australia because we have a tendency to close venues and not go all night. Yeah. Whereas in Brazil, they'll just go all night and so everyone's just – Yeah, you can still, eat a bunch of different Still drives. having a good time, you know. Or in America, there's like, you know, 45 different types of McDonald's, like different it's, fast food joints. Yeah, IHOP. Yeah, we got like three. <laughs> and the other one's all closed after McDonald's is open late, if not yeah. 24 hours. True. But yeah, I remember I was, I was, um, I was with a jiu-jitsu mate. Okay. Guy called Paulo Barreto. 
Okay. From uh, he's Peruvian, but he lives in Adelaide. Oh, okay, cool. Paulo's a, he's a black belt now under um, I can't remember the name of his coach, but um, he was a guy. I can't remember how I met him, but we were both. Uh, I think we we're both purple belts at the same time. He might have come through and trained at, at the dojo when I was there, like just dropped in when he was in Sydney and we became friends. Yeah. And so every time he was in Sydney, he'd let me know and he was always like down to hang out. Nice. Oh, we've got to do something, we've got to do something. So we went out one night and he's a big guy. Oh, right. Big dude, quite thick, um, full of energy. And uh, he had a, a cousin who's a smaller guy who's not trained, not into any of it. But so we went out and we went to something down at Darling Harbour in the city and whatever. Anyway, we ended up up at McDonald's the, old, the one that's no longer there that's on Pitt Street and Druitt, I think, whatever yep. the one that goes down the side of town, town Hall is. And um, we're in line and there was a – there's a big, tall guy standing in front of us, big, tall, shaved head, little bit like little bit like sloppy-looking guy and he's kind of heckling these girls. Oh. That are also in line. It's the oh. same shit as you. We're all yeah. in line, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is just where people just trying to get shit starts cheap happening. Cheap takeaway food. Yeah, come on. And the guy is like trying to make make a joke and like get in with this girl, right? And the girls are just not interested. They're not having it. No, nah, and he's just kind of pushing. And then he starts to be a bit silly. I don't remember what he was saying, but it's just like oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. And then he turns something and he kind of acknowledges Paulo and he says something, and and Paulo's like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> Straight up. And the, Straight up. And this guy is huge. Wow. Like this guy, this guy is fucking massive. Huge, big, bald-headed guy. He turns around and he's like, what did you say, bro? And he said, I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and there's up. this moment where they're staring at each other and then the guy like turns and just leaves. Oh. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, Paulo is pretty nasty when staunched he wants to be. Him. Yeah. Staunched him. Fully staunched this guy. Um. We progress in the line and we're about to order and it's probably about a minute later, the guy st- comes, he's standing next to us and he's, he gets in Paulo's face and he's like, you want to tell me to shut up now, cunt? And he's got 10 security guards standing behind him. What? The, from the strip club next door, Pure Platinum. Oh, what? Oh, no. And he's, and he's fucking fuming. And before we could do anything, he grabs Paulo right. and throws him across the counter. Whoa. He grabs a fucking grown man of like, Paulo would have been about 95 kilos. Yeah. He goes, ah, launched him across the counter. What? Um, I can't remember who hit me. I, I don't know if it was him. Or the security. Or one of the security guards, but he hits me. I yeah. cop it. I duck out and there's this line of security guards. And what I, what I put together really quickly was that this guy was a somebody. Right, like he was organized like a crime a kind of guy, dude. Yeah, and he had a hookup at the strip club, oh. and he was probably heckling strippers. Oh. I was like, "Oh, those girls were probably strippers from the club." Right. He goes there all the time. He's got some power. Wow, because he like he brought all of these seckers to, me, to to fight and how security guys. Pu- how can you just pull guys off the job to do? Yeah, that? right. Um, anyone that knows this strip, like Pure Platinum, the strip club is just right next door to this McDonald's, and I break the line through the security guards because they're like you know Steady, kind of yeah, fronting yeah. up, and I. I break through um paulo's like picking himself up off the service side of mcdonald's wow. <laughs> grabs himself some chicken nuggets <laughs> yeah yeah gets back in the game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these will give me the quick energy i need <laughs> come out on the street and i turn and i turn around i look and the security guards are kind of at me and they've you know a group of them are formed of a little thing oh, and i'm God. like uh and we're just kind of there and it's a bit of a standoff and then 
it just dissipates. Oh. I don't remember what. Like, I think Paulo had some kind of exchange with the guy and maybe some hits were thrown, but I don't know where that happened. Right. But it was so swift. And it was like, man, we were outgunned instantly. Yeah, There was wow. no time for jiu-jitsu. Yes. You know? Funny thing was, police came and I think I filed a report or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, this fucking dude, like, you Just, know? And I'm like, these security guards from this establishment, establishment came and tried to fucking Assault you. gank us, you know? Dude. And, and, and I'm like, that's not cool. Like, that's really unfair. I don't mind that guy wants to throw Polo the thing or... Sure. Because Polo said some <laughs> that's, shit. That's normal. Well, you know, he, yeah, he, he invited dude, it, right? Dude throws a dude, yeah. Yeah, he said, shut the fuck up. But, but these 10 security guards that are what? all, like, employed here... What's going on? And... uh Cops like, yeah, cool, took my stand, whatever. And then they called, I can't remember what happened. Basically, they called me into the station. They're like, we've reviewed the video footage and unfortunately the video footage is very blurry and we can't make anything out. Oh, nonsense. Yeah, and I was nonsense. like, and I was That's like, a lie. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, dude's connected. You know, yeah, somehow that the yeah. cops were just like, ah, just quite away. This. Because they probably looked at the guy and they're like, nah. We're yeah. Not, we're not going to make inroads here. Or there's a federal investigation already. That's right. <laughs> on him. Yeah. But very interestingly, I believe I've seen that guy two times since. Oh. Many years later, filming, uh, when I was in the film industry, yep. from a commercial, I'm like, I saw him walk past, we were doing a night shoot down at Piermont, and I'm like, okay. I'm sure that, because his stature, he was huge. He's such a big guy. Yeah, and he was with a couple of dudes, also looked pretty dodgy, and I'm like, looks like that guy. And then not long ago, a few months in Piermont, or in Ultima, no, Piermont, again, I'm like, saw the back, and I'm like, I'm sure that's, that's that the guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Which is very funny because I'd fantasized for many years about, I'm going to go baseball bat that dude. I'm going to go wait till that strip club closes and I'm going to baseball bat I'm that I'm going to take dude. that guy <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And, then, and then when you're actually presented with the reality, oh, there's the guy. It's like, I don't want to baseball bat him. Nah. You know, I came out pretty well on that. Yeah. I think if you can come out of it. I wouldn't actually baseball bat anyone, guys. Uh, Just to, let's be clear. The dark side it's, of, a, it's a fantasy. The dark side of Joey, <laughs> <Yeah>. my friends. <laughs> this is where Joey and I differ. It's I will <laughs> exchange harsh words. Joey will smile and say nothing, but he'll baseball bat. Yeah. I'll just carry it with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bat in the car. I've seen it. I've seen it. But no, it's, it's weird because we're not saying this to glorify street violence because I actually don't like it. I find it, yeah, I find it pretty It's grotesque. horrible It's grotesque. It's horrible. It's grotesque because I've seen it bad. I've seen, the, I've seen people, victims, like yeah. people who didn't want to fight, who couldn't fight, get brutally injured. Yeah. Just, and, and I'm not saying if they, I think they would have done better just run away, but just in the moment, shock and awe, they froze up and they got horrendously uh, injured. Yeah. And I had an incident where I thought I was going to die. This is, this is my, it's not too long. This is beyond jujitsu. This is just a, a scary scenario. Just up the street from that same cop station in St Kilda. Ah. So if you guys know anything about St Kilda or how it was 10 years ago, heroin was a big deal, still kind of is, and it has been for a long time. I was at a petrol station and just pulled up with my girlfriend at the time to get some petrol. We're going to go on a road trip. And get out and there's like a big kind of uh, explorer. Ford Explorer, like with, you know, roof racks and a tent or something and dog in the car and some big dude, a huge, huge kind of cat, like looks semi-homeless, six foot five type, huge guy, long hair, like looks like a bit of a rocker or something. And there's like an old guy on the other side of that. Old guy's just getting out of like a Prius or something. He's like, a, you know, an 80 year old Greek man accidentally bumps his door against 
the door of this huge, dirty, you know, explorer, whatever. I didn't even realize what was going on. I just said, hey, hey, you know, like, right, you know, you're like, oh, it's, just, it's Saturday. It's just like 9 a.m., like whatever, you know. I'm walking around to pay. And I look down and I look down between the, the, the Explorer vehicle and this little Prius and there's this old man standing there. This big guy is standing over him. He's going, you ding my car and I'll ding you. And he kicked a huge, like, he kicked the door shut but put a huge, like, basketball-sized dent in this guy's door. Oh, wow. And he's now standing over this old man yelling in his face. I'm like, this is so aggressive. And the old man's just standing there doing nothing. And then he spat in the old man's face. And I went, I was like, mate, what are, you, what are you doing? You don't spit on people? And then he's just like, mate, you don't want any of this. And I was like, I was looking at the old guy and he was just standing there. And I was like, no, 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 I'll take it. Yeah, come on, I want all of it, mate. Come at me, bro, come on. And I was backpedaling. I was like, go on, what do you got, mate? Like, what are you going to do? And I'm just trying to draw him. I'm just backpedaling like, oh. The old fella can escape. Yeah, but he just stood there. He's like, I don't know. I'm just, and he's just standing there and he's. It'd like, be fucking frozen with fear. Of course, mate. And I was just backpedaling, trying to draw this guy away. His dog is going mental in the car. It's like pit, pit bull cross something, going crazy. And he's yelling at me. He's like, mate, you see what I've done to his car. You see what I'll do to your face. And I'm like, nah, come on then. Show me, show me. Come at me. I'm just trying to draw him away. I'm just backing up. And I'm just like, just call the police. Somebody like, this guy's crazy. And I tried to backpedal around and then... For, I don't know what he did. It's like he went in to pay, I think. And then he ended up getting into an argument with the... He was out of his mind. I think he was heavily on ice and just raging, abusing the teller in the shop. And I think the teller said, I'm not going to let you pay, you can't leave type thing. Right. I zeroed around. I'd circled around to the car and I grabbed the old guy. I'm like, come with me, mate. Like, you got to... He's like, I don't know. He's so angry. And I'm like, come here. Like, come with me, bro. And I just pulled him across and I'm, like, trying to get him out the way. He's like, get out of my way. I've got a score to settle with you. And I'm like, nah, mate, like, you're, you're a pussy. Like, how are you going to attack an old man? Come at me. And, um, he, and I was like, oh, Jesus. N- no one did anything. Like, everybody is just standing around. Just, oh, let's see how this goes. You know, not like phones out, but just not helping. I'm like, someone call the police, please. And the guy in the, in the petrol station is like, oh, I got you. Because the cop shop is literally 200 meters away. Wow, right. It's just there. No cops are coming. This incident took 15 minutes plus. No cops show up. McDonald's, Saturday night, they're there. Cop shop, raging ice head, no. They're not, they're not coming. You want to travel a pine now? Let's get to Mickey D's. <laughs> <laughs> we know where the cops are at. No, shout out to police service. Um, but, dude, I was actually like, this guy's so aggressive. I, I actually think, I think I'm in big trouble here because I don't know what he's going to do. So then a car pulls up with just like some German backpacker kids in like a, you know, like a, a, a bomby hire car. And they're like, what's going on here? And they're all wearing like soccer jerseys, like some, you know, Bayern Munich or whatever type team. And they're like, hey, no, no, don't pick on him. Fight with us. <laughs> they're just like skinny hipster German dudes. And they're like, fuck you, man. Like, we will fight you, you know, like this. And it's just, I was like, Awesome distraction, and so he was kind of torn. Like he's just, oh, I want to kill him, and I want, I want to kill everyone. He was just kind of distracted, and the German kids are like, come on, and they, they were like trying to bait him across. He goes, the oh, fuck is? He goes to his car and pulls out a lever iron. So imagine 
uh, imagine uh, a crowbar oh, from a carjack. Yeah, but it's two. Me- no, this is two meters long. Right. It's like oh, for demolition and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And one end is like a pick. Like it's sh- one yeah. uh, one end is a point, and the other end is like a screwdriver, flathead screwdriver. Yeah, but it's you know an inch and a half thick Ugh. steel bar, and you just start swinging it, like, like just swinging it in general. I'm like, I'm I think I'm gonna die today. Like I don't know how I can. He's got a weapon. I've got nothing. Like, how do I pull guard on that? <laughs> how can I shoot? Yeah. Anyway, what was crazy, the German kids, so it was like three guys and a girl. They're fearless, man. Like, everyone else is just standing around doing nothing. German kids just run in and try and grab it off him. And they're just, he tried to swing it at him, and they all just jumped on it. And they're like, no, nah, we can overpower this guy. And they're grabbing it off him. And I'm like, this is incredible. I was like, I was inspired i was like wow these guys are fearless and i was really fucking scared because i'm like i don't think i can beat this guy anyway they're pulling and pushing and i was like this is the time like they're on him i'm gonna take my opportunity but i came in hard on like the tackle not really a double leg but they were fighting his upper body and i just grabbed the legs and i was just like we gotta take this guy down and i just i was like if we can get him on his back then we can something right got him onto his back he is holding onto this pole thing with one arm. There's like four German kids trying to rip it off him. He just backhanded me. He just, just right hand. Swatted you just off. Just smashed me in the face and knocked me off. I was thinking I can hold this guy down. No way. And then he just powered up off the ground with one hand holding this pole and just shoved the German kids away. And I was like, oh, we're fucked. This is no good. His dog's going mental. Going absolutely mental. Does he have kids in the car or something? <laughs> not, 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 not to speak. Did his missus jump out? No, it's just, it was just totally out of control. And I, at this point, I'm like, I, I don't know what I can do. I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in big trouble now. I was waiting. I was really hoping the cops would show up. Cops didn't show up. Then, for some reason, someone started yelling at him. I don't know what it was. Someone far away yelling at him. He turns around. He's like, yeah. He just starts just tizzying up, just getting really aggressive and confused and anyway he goes back throws his thing in the back of the car and then he starts to come back and someone's like oh, cops are coming cops are coming they're lying cops are coming you better fuck off mate like cops are coming and he's like oh you dogs you're riding me out to the fucking coppers you dogs like he just ranting gets in his car drives off almost hits the german kids drives over a raised flower bed into traffic, into lights, and just speeds off. Huh. Like, could have definitely caused a serious accident. Wow. And then, just like that, it just, it was over. It's done. And we were just, oh, what the hell was it? What was that all about? And German kids were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Old guys just still standing there, just still frozen. Jesus. And, that, and then I, I went into the shop with my partner at the time, because she, she just locked the car doors and shut herself in there. And said, you guys get the security footage? They're like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. So we went straight to the cop shop. They're like, were you aware this incident just happened? Nope. No. Nah. They're just sitting around. No one called the cops? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't, the call didn't go to them or whatever. Right, yeah. So we stayed there for an hour, made a statement, did whatever. Anyway, long story short, called back around, had to go in and see the cops like two weeks later. They're like, no, nah, we can't identify this man off the, um, off the uh, cameras. I'm like what are the cameras in a petrol station for? It's to get number plates, right? You should have got his plates. No, we can't see it too clearly. <laughs> it was, I don't, I don't know why that was the case, but 
You're against a case of like, nah, I can't be fucked. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like no one actually got really hurt. Uh, the older guy, he could claim insurance, do whatever. Yeah. But it was one of the most frightening experiences of my life. I did have a moment where I'm like, I can't beat this guy. And I, I think he could kill me. Wow. And it, it, jiu-jitsu didn't mean anything. Yeah. He got a weapon. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's on drugs. He's more angry. He's more angry. And I think the, you know, they do say that people who are on ice do have this kind of super strength. Yeah. And I, I felt that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's was, awful. Yeah, man. So that's why I'm talking about the self-defense. <laughs> I just don't, I think it's super tough. Intent counts for a lot. And if someone's on drugs, it's a totally different story. Yeah. But, you know, even how you handle that, there's elements of self-defense in that, like drawing him away from the guy, maintaining a distance. Yeah. You know, distractions, like all that stuff is like, that's all elements of self-defense, isn't it? You know, it's, it's not like you're going to be able to use a technique and disarm him. and No. You know, it's like, no, no, no. How do you just not die in this situation? Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, it's. Br- I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, we talk about them. It's fun to relive these things, but it, it, at the time, they're they're very traumatic experiences. Agreed. And they're not. They're, yeah, as much as I think it's important for people to go through those because you need to understand what can happen. Mm. Like it can just happen. Someone can just decide that they want to fucking bash you, or decide that they want to take advantage of you, or maybe it's happening to someone next to you and you get caught up in it, or. You know, you can just find yourself in these situations. I think the speed of escalation is frightening. Yeah. It's not as simple as I push you in the chest, you yell at me. Yeah. It's not even that simple. Someone just punches you in the head and you're like, what's happening? Yeah. That's the reality of a street fight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the thing with jujitsu, isn't it? It's like, yeah, we learn to like go really hard against each other in these moments, but it's in a clean environment. The floors are padded. Hey guys, <laughs> yeah. we're doing six minute rounds. They're not going to slap hands. You. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's all of this preparation so and ceremony rules yeah. around it. Whereas in the street, it's just, it's on before you realize. Yeah. Or yeah, it can be. Yeah, it can be. Whew. Big chat. Big chat. Uh, we got a we got a call, don't we, guys? We got a uh, we got a voicemail coming from from our buddy Joel here. I'm going to play it right now. Hi guys, um, I recently had an experience rolling with a similar belt level uh, to myself and this person seemed to want to tap before tapping was even necessary and or trying to coach me through a submission that I had <laughs> um, legitimately earned and this just pissed me off to no extent. Am I wrong here? Is this a thing? Mate. That's a great question. Mate, this... It exists within jiu-jitsu culture, doesn't it? It is like, a thing. And when you are beating someone and them coaching you, oh, it's grotesque. Yeah, I haven't encountered it for a long time, but there is definitely a, th- a thing where, yeah, people don't want to get their ego damaged and so they turn you, what like your dominance into them helping you with a technique. Yeah, which is almost like trying to flip that they're more dominant by trying to give you pointers. Yeah, it's a power mm. play. There's nothing wrong. Like, you are not wrong. And I, I guess the way I would frame it is this. A person like that clearly is not they're, – they're kind of missing the point if you're rolling, right? I would say that. That one of the best things you can do is give feedback after a roll. Like the roll's done. The time has sounded, hey, man, that technique you did was good. Or, hey, dude, you just cranked my bloody face off. Why did you do that? You know, like it's – but mid-roll – the having a chat thing, unless it is like a less, a more chilled role and you're mates and you know it, that's fine. But I mean, that whole coaching when you're 
winning or you're submitting them, I would say that's rubbish. And yeah, and I, I would say it's it's even rubbish for me as a black belt if I'm like, say I'm rolling with a blue belt. Yeah. And it's a good competitive round. They're getting the better of it. Yeah. It's not cool for me to turn that into a coaching session because there's a time and place for everything. Yes. And it's like, well, are we rolling right now or are we drilling technique? Yeah. You know, it's okay, you know, when you know that you have it over someone to be like, hey, let me show you a thing. But but yeah, this like, hey, let me snap it out of that context where I'm not doing so well and bring it into a place where I'm I'm the big dog here. Yeah. So if you are the same belt level. Absolutely uh, unacceptable. I feel that's rubbish. And I mean, look, people do tap early, right? If someone's got an injury, I, I understand that. I don't, I will only tap at the last minute. I want, I, I want to know that I have no way out. Now, if it's a joint, like if it's a heel hook or like a, if it's a leg lock, I'll tap early just be, just to avoid injury. But if it's a choke, I'm going to do everything I can to try and get out if I, you know, if I get choked out, it's not the worst thing in the world. That's just me. Yeah, I agree. I think that the tapping early thing is, I mean, there's degrees to it, but what I'm imagining from what Joel said here, and this is how I've encountered it before, is like I'll be training with someone who is, who's a lower belt than me and like I'll pass their guard and get them to side control and they'll tap. Uh. And I'll be like, what are you tapping for? And they'll be like, oh man, you're going to catch me. Like you're going to, for sure, you're going to armbar me or choke me or some shit, so let's just reset. And it's like, okay, I kind of get where you're at. Like you want to just go back to a position that's more neutral or whatever. But I'm like, the game still continues. You've got to learn to fight from there. Yeah, we haven't. That's right. Like, and and maybe I want to work on my attacks. Yeah. So fuck you. You can't. You can't choose what what I'm working on right now. If you want to dictate what's happening, roll better. That's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's not a cool thing to do. And I, I mean, personally, like when I've encountered that, I just say to someone like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah. why, why are you tapping? Cool. And, uh, and, 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 you know, in that circumstance when the person said, oh, you're just going to tap, I'm like, yeah, but let that happen. Like, yeah. you, should, you should keep fighting from here. I, I would call that out. I mean, look, maybe it's something you can talk to your coach about because maybe it's not the right way to talk to them directly. I feel it should be, but maybe, I don't know how your gym works, you could go to your coach and say, hey, what's going on with so-and-so? Um, maybe ask the question. Ask your coach what they think about it. In my opinion, if that was me, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. You tap when I tap you, bro. Like, don't tap to this. Like, I'll let you know when you're good to tap. But that's me because I'm not necessarily the best. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not probably the nicest training partner in the world. If you're the same belt as me, you're, it's fair game. Whatever level you're at, it's fair. If you're a lower rank, for sure, there's got to be empathy and stuff like that. And you can ask a person, like, are you okay, dude? Like, you got some stress in your life. Is that why, you know, like, you're being like this at training? But you've got to show some fortitude. I think there's, there's something to being able to take an ass kicking. I think that that is a value in jiu-jitsu. And when people do the early tap or try and coach their way out of a bad spot, that is negating that and missing a huge opportunity to get humbled. Well said. Joel, thanks for the question. Guys, if you do want to ask us a question, uh, you can leave us a voicemail on the website, bulletproofforbjj.com backslash podcast. Leave us one. We'll play it on the show and then we'll answer your question as well if you want any help with your training you know where to find us bulletproof for bjj.com we've got a strength and mobility program there we talk a lot about recovery and all these pieces all the stuff you need to be able to stay on the mats for longer and be in optimal health you can do a one-week free trial and if you use the code bjj podcast you get 20 percent off your subscription nice yeah you can also find us on patreon as well so if you don't want to do the program but you want to support us jump over to patreon and buy us a cup of coffee oh yeah thank you yeah legends Cool. All right. Thanks, JT. Cheers, Joey. Cheers, guys.